Hello and welcome back to the Rejuvenated Podcast. Hope you all are doing good today. Dad, what's up? What's up? How are you? <laughs> uh, well, t- today, today's a, uh, it's a good day, you know. We're, um, as you all can tell, Dad's through the phone. Uh, things are still not back to normal. I think that different is the new normal for us. There you go. <laughs> but that's all right. I mean, we're still making it work. Uh, hopefully, by next week, we'll be back to where it where we're supposed to be. See, it ain't even it ain't even your fault this time, is it, Dad? No, it's, this is not on me this time. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. So we're gonna uh, in the first. Um, part of today's episode, we're going to be doing the Would You Rathers. Um, we're just, I know we're kind of, it, it's kind of weird the time that we're doing this this week because we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, but we got something together. Uh, we really hope that it's going to turn out good. I think it will, and um, we're just going to hop into it. Like I said, today's going to be the Would You Rather. What are we going to knock out on the Bible segment, Dad? Oh, uh, well, yeah, it'll be a little different. It's uh, kind of more or less the, uh, generalization topic of uh you know ordinary people but but how god can use us to do extraordinary things if we're willing yeah i like it i like it so we're gonna get it going uh we're gonna get started on today's episode and um we'll be right back sounds good (laughs) are you rejuvenated Let's hop right into the well. I'm Jordan, and I'm here with my dad, Ron, and we're about to answer all sorts of life's questions with some comedy and Christ. Thank you all for being here, and welcome to the Rejuvenated Podcast. And we are in here for today's episode of the Rejuvenated Podcast. You ready to hop right into it, Dan? I'm ready, yeah. All I right, want to give a shout out. Want to give a shout out to Jake Kidd and uh, Big Big Joshua there for stepping in where I was under the weather last last week. So I appreciate them for doing that for me. So I, I enjoyed the, getting to listen to something different. I guess you'd say. <laughs> now, now I'm just waiting for the time that I get to sit back and listen to it. There you go. <laughs> we got we got to have somebody that's in control and. It knows how to run the controls, so uh, I guess you better be teaching somebody. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I don't run them very good. I think I, I think off the start of last week, I hit the cricket thing, and I was like, "Well, I guess, I guess that's a good start to it." Well, I just thought you were doing something different until you told us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's just like, well, I got about, I got about twenty buttons in front of me. I'm like, I'm bound to hit the wrong one, especially knowing me. So, <laughs> but let's jump right into it. The first would you rather is going to be, okay, would you rather be able to read minds or be able to accurately predict the future? <laughs> I believe I'd rather uh, be able to read minds. You th- you, man, I'll tell you what, though. There, there, I, I have a feeling you, you would find out some things you really didn't want to find out if you used to be able to read minds. That's okay, though. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about it. Well, you, you already know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Even, I mean, you'd find out who's, uh, you'd find out real quick who's like Two Face and stuff like that. That's for sure. Well, you'd find out who your real friends are real fast. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, don't you think, um, 
I mean, you. I think I'd get real frustrated too sometimes if I was able to read minds. But, it, oh. but then again, it would be. I mean, sometimes it would be a really good thing. Sometimes you'd be like, "Oh, that was really sweet," you know. There you go. Yeah. Oh, the future thing. I mean, that that would be that'd be cool. I guess you'd say. I guess the but the downside is, I mean, you you if you can predict the future accurately, all you'd be doing is doing it for money gain, which I nothing wrong with money. But yeah. in the end, we already know, already know what the future holds. <laughs> oh, well, that that is the truth. But I will say, you know, I I was thinking about the the predict the future thing, and I know that it sounds crazy, but you pretty much knocked it, you know, knocked it right on the head when you said uh, about the money thing. I was like, well, I could I could get some money gain off the predicting the future. I'd be I'd be doing some I'd be doing a ton of stocks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but that so I I think that. All in all, even though even though you get the good and the bad, I think I'm going with the reading the minds too. Yeah, that'd be me. I mean, I mean, like I said, you'd probably know who your who your real friends are, but you pretty well already know that those those already anyway. So that's true. Uh, but yeah, as far as it, it it would be kind of neat to be talking to somebody and hear what's kind of going on, you know, <laughs> in their mind already, <laughs> or just have, or just be you know walking down the street and just. Zone into somebody else, saying, oh, "What's their day going like?" Right there, you go. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna go on to the next one, and it is gonna be: Would you rather run twice as fast or jump twice as high? Nah, <laughs> it's a good one. It's, it's on situation, right? Well, I'll uh, be honest with you: I don't, put, I don't do a lot of running anymore. <laughs> I don't do a lot of jumping either, so. That's me. I was gonna say if you'd asked me back, oh, twenty plus years ago. If you'd asked me I, about I, ten I, years ago, I'd have said running for sure because the jump twice as fast. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'd be able to dunk, but at the same time, if I was able to run the bases a little faster, I'm all for it. Right, right. Yeah, I would still probably took the jump and just because. Oh, I would. Yeah, even though, even though back in the day, I had a pretty good, pretty good. Vertical, I guess you'd say. Got, the, got that old vert. Yeah, so if I could have got got a little more there, I could have been a little more impressive as far as that went. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I, already, yeah. I, I always thought I had pretty decent speed anyway. So yeah, the, the jumping would have helped me out. I, I, yeah, that was. Well, I'll just say that. Anything on me. Well, the speed for me was definitely my my strong suit. My jumping, I. I mean, I I could jump decent, but at the same time, I wasn't jumping up and dunking old basketball. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm gonna go with the run twice as fast. So you're going with the jump. I'm going with the jump. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's just jump right into the next one. It says, "Would you rather lose hearing in one of your ears or lose sight in one of your eyes?" Man, that's uh. I know mine for sure, hands down. Well, I'm probably going to take the, as bad as it probably sounds, I'm probably going to take the hearing in one ear just because I already have bad eyesight. So, you know, well, trying try to try to judge depth and everything with one. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done that. Man, that's tough. I'll tell so you I'm right going to go with the one ear. See, that, that's me. I'm, I'm definitely losing hearing in one of my ears. And just for the simple fact that, you know, I – I don't have the best eyes. Yeah, I have to wear glasses or or whatever. But um, if if it come down to it, 
still being able to have sight in both of your eyes are huge. I mean, just, I just couldn't imagine trying to drive and stuff like that with one. And I think that the people that, you know, that don't have eyesight, are, they're incredible for the things that they can do. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was actually watching a movie the other day. Um, I can't really shout the mo- movie out because I don't remember what it is. Um, but it was about a uh, about a blind football player. It was really neat. It was a uh, I, I can't for the life of me remember what that movie was, but it, it was really really cool. He uh, he ended up going blind in high school, and then they he ended up getting back on the team and stuff like that, being fully blind and and I think running. Yeah, he was center. So it, it was it was cool. It was based okay. on a true story. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. I'll have to. Uh, yeah. I'll have to let you know what it was. I think if, I think it might have been like a Netflix original or something like that. There you go. But yep, I'm gonna go with hearing in one of my ears. What uh, you going with? Uh, you going with hearing too? Definitely going with hearing. Jeff probably you. tell you I'm already deaf, but but I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with hearing in one ear. <laughs> now listen here. It's just selective hearing. That's what I always that's say. Right, right. It's just selective oh, yeah. hearing. If, if I need to hear it, I'll hear it. If I don't need to hear it, you know, I probably just didn't need to hear it. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to the next one. It's going to say, would you rather be able to play any instrument you pick up or be able to speak in any language you want? Man. Huh. I think that's a pretty good one. That's a good one, yeah, because I do like music, and I, I have people who can play instruments, there's no doubt about that, but yeah, the, uh, the cool thing, go ahead, go ahead, I was like, just the cool thing of being able to speak in other languages, though, that means you're going to have to be able to understand them, too, so that, that part would be pretty, uh, pretty neat in itself, too. Well, I think that would go hand in hand, right? If you could speak the language, you would understand the language, right? You, you pretty well have to. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking anyway, too, so... I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm telling you, if if I could just, I think now I would trade a lot of my sports um, abilities that I've I've had throughout the years. I'm not great by any means, but I'm just saying I would trade my sports abilities to be able to play instruments. So I don't know. I'm I'm having a tough time on that one because to be able to speak any language would be would be really really cool. And um, oh oh yeah, but. And playing playing any instrument would be pretty sweet too. And it doesn't say, you know, just a certain instrument. It says any instrument you pick up. So, I mean, that's pretty. Right. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet, I have to say. That would be pretty neat, yeah. Because I, I mean, like that, I'm pretty envious of people who can sing and play play music. So that's, <laughs> well, that's, well, it doesn't say sing. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the good thing is with instruments, you know, you know, piano. I think it would be cool. Oh yeah. Uh, my favorite uh, string instrument is the banjo, so I think that'd be pretty pretty awesome to be able to know how to play the banjo. I think playing the violin would be pretty sweet. Yeah, see, I'm not big into the violin. I think uh, it'd be cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, yeah, I'm more into the banjo. The, would be sweet. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, banjo would be good. You know, guitar would be pretty nice. But yeah. Now let's see. But now once you kind of get away from that, you know, it's you know I, the other instruments. I don't <laughs> care about playing the flute or. The trombone or the tuba or anything like that. Are you that, sure you so. don't want to play a mean harmonica? The mean no, the harmonica is pretty cool. So, <laughs> play, the, yeah. play the harmonica. I, but I think I'm going to go probably more with the with the language thing because you know how with, with uh, being able to speak any language, you, you, you know how how much that would open up 
that would take away so many barriers of being oh. able to communicate with any anybody. So that, I think that part itself would be pretty cool. Yeah, that, now, as far as sports, I, thing, I don't really want to give awesome. up. Yeah, I wouldn't want to give up any of the sports that I did or anything like that. And I might argue I did. I wasn't. I wasn't the talentedest one in the bunch, that's for sure. But I, I tried hard. Yeah, well, see, and that's the thing. I'm just saying that if if I could go and listen to music or or play, I guess you'd say music now, um, I would give up. You know, being able to shoot a basketball right now to be able to play like you know whatever. I really would. I think that I would because I mean I, I have no reason to have it anymore. So well, I guess I do. Just I guess you know playing with the kids and stuff like that. I'm just saying you got Emerson Hunt coming up. Now, me, I can, I, I can give it all away. You know, I'm a has-been. I don't have any talent left. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so being able to play a music instrument would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. I guess I guess I'll trade all mine whenever Hudson can beat me in one-on-one. There you go. <laughs> all right, well, I, I'm going definitely the language on that one. I know that we spoke the most about the about the instruments and, and how, I, I mean, I would absolutely love to – do the instruments, but passing up being able to speak any language would just be crazy. I think speaking any language would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going. To, I'm, I'm definitely going to lean toward the the language there for sure. Yep, I hear you. I, I'm I'm the same way. So let's move on to the next one. We got one or two left, and we're going to jump go. right into the. Would you rather have an infinite refrigerator or an infinite gas tank? <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest well, with you. Them them groceries ain't cheap. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, I mean, I'm, you know, even though I drive a long way each way to work, you know, I'm putting seventy miles a day on a vehicle, one, you know, back and forth to work. So you know, gas is gas is pretty good. But I believe I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the groceries on that one. I'm going so. the infinite refrigerator without a doubt. I mean, I love to eat. Everybody that knows me knows I love to eat, but man, how awesome would it be just to go to your refrigerator and be like, "Yep, that's what I was wanting." Boom, it's there. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say as long as that is in the refrigerator, it's just packed full of uh, rabbit food. We're, <laughs> we're all right. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I mean, it could just be packed full of just salads for you, ain't that right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. There'll be some, I want there'll be some steak steaks. laying in there. <laughs> That's right. Me too. Me too. That's what I'd want. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I gotta go with. Uh, I gotta go with the the refrigerator. Um, I don't really mind stopping and getting gas. It. it yeah. It kind of. If it's in the morning, well, as you know, I don't really stop and get gas much anyway. So. I was gonna say between you and Daddy, I mean, that's as far down the road as you can get. Well, see, I, I, I'll be honest with you. When it hits zero, okay, so here's here's my thing. When it hits zero, I got, well, I had a 17-mile or 17-gallon tank. Well, when I hit zero and I would fill up, it would only fill up 15 gallons. So I was like, shoot, I got two more gallons left. So I would drive that thing another day, and then I'd put it in. It was like 16.5. So I still had another .5 to go before I, before I run out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's plenty. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect logic. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I'm the world's, I've, you know, knock on wood, you know, I've never, I've never run out of gas, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I, I've, I've stretched it quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, okay, we're going to go with the infinite refrigerator on that one. And then now, let me, let me find this last one. Uh, 
All right, so let's go with a would you rather have to get out of bed every single day at 3 a.m. or every single day at 12 p.m.? I'm going 3 a.m. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's that's pretty tough. I mean, like I said, I get up every morning at around, well, my first alarm goes off at 3.50. So, and it, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's not it's not bad once I've done it for what four or five years straight now, but it ain't the funnest thing in the world. Oh no! I mean, I get up at five fifty every morning, which that's not that's not crazy or anything like that. But it's, it's, everybody I talk to, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's smooth button." Eh? I, I got a hit. Some people was like, "Yeah, I've got three alarms set." You know, oh, I do. Yep, that's me. I, I turn, I turn, I turn the first two or three off, and then I get up on the fourth, and I'm going. <laughs> I'm like, my alarm. If I if it goes off, I'm up. Feet on the floor. Feet on the floor. Go to the shower. Let's get things done. <laughs> no, see me. My first alarm goes off, and that's just hoping that I even roll over to find it. Oh, that's funny. My second alarm goes off, and that. then it, it it wakes me up enough to where I'm like, okay, I I probably need to get up. And then I have three just in case because my third one, and I hardly ever get to the third one, the just in case one. But if it's if if I get to that third one, it's like okay, bud, you're late, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah I, that, the world's worse for that. Back in my mind. I can't stand to be late. Well, if see, I'm on time, I'm, I'm, I'm on time. I'm late. Well, see, that's that's me too. Like if I I love being on time to everything. I cannot stand like if we have like a family function, it starts at one. I can't stand showing up at one o five. I just it burns me up. But you know, I will say ever since I've had the the two kiddos. I'm, it, it it tests my patience sometimes when it comes to being late. <laughs> but that's all right. You know, it is what it is. But, uh, I, you know, I just couldn't. I think that this would be a little bit better of a question if it said 3 a.m. or 10 p.m. because I don't, or 10 a.m., sorry, because I don't think that there's a way in this world that I could ever sleep to 12 p.m. I, I really don't. No. Yeah. I mean, no I, guess, I mean, if I didn't have any responsibilities whatsoever, I, you know, maybe. But even, I mean, if I sleep till seven o'clock, shoot, that's that's sleeping in for me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so I'm like, that's a that's a good morning, if you ask me. But yeah, I'm I'm I think I'm going with the uh, I'm going with the three a.m. myself. I'm, that's only fifty minutes less than what I already get now. So. There you go. <laughs> that's right. So I, I think I'd be able to get used to it. But all right, well, I think that's going to be the would you rather, huh? Yeah, that, that's going to be the would you rathers. So there you go. I, I think they ended up pretty good. And we, we knocked about 20 minutes, uh, about 19 minutes of it out. But this time it's going to be a little different. I'm going to put the, uh, the Blue Springs ad in here, and then we'll go to a break, and uh, we'll be back for the Bible segment. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right, we'll be right back. Right back. All right, it's time to tell you about our sponsor, Blue Springs Boat Company. That's the place to be, right? Oh, absolutely. If you're looking for a Regal Runabout or a Bennington Pontoon, those are the guys to definitely get in touch with. So tell them how they can do that. All the information that you need, go to bluespringsboats.com, and those guys are the guys that can get you on the water. And we are 
back from the break. Dad, what do you got for us for the Bible segment today? Hit us with it. All right, there you go. Like I said in the break there, we'll start it off with uh, Philippians 4.13 there. Uh, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Uh, so like, like we talked about breaking, you, you see that that scripture where it's a good, good piece of scripture. You know, it's a good uh, positive scripture, uh, motivational scripture. So, you know, if, if you're down on yourself or whatever, you know, of course, it's, you know, you got to use the key word there. Give you give you a couple keywords. All. Yeah. I can do all things. Yeah, there's, uh, there's not Christ. anything, like I was telling you, there's nothing you can't do without God. I mean, there's, there's no right. doubt about that. There's another piece there. There's another key, key hanger on that verse there. It's through Christ. Yeah. Ron can do nothing. <laughs> but, but in Christ, you know, he, he can he can do a, he can do a mighty work through me. If, yep. I, if I'm obedient, I, I'm the vessel that he would... I'm the vessel that he would have me to be, I guess you'd say. And I, and I like how this this is going to feed into our um, our Bible segment today because that verse is really good. Because, like you said, with you know, if it's just you, you're. I mean, I'm not saying that you're a nothing by no means, but if you do it with Christ, you can do anything. So, like you said, if if he wants to use you for moving a mountain, guess I, <laughs> you're going to move a mountain. So uh, I just I think it's neat, you know, how it's going to lead into. Um, you know, our segment today of how he takes, you know, you know, ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, you know, first Peter two and nine is another, another little piece of scripture there. And, and it, it says, you know, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So, so, you know, you were doing it, you know, to be able to proclaim the excellence of God, you know, glorify him, to give him the honor, glory in it all anyway. But, but you go back and, and I'm just going to hit on a few. I'm not going to. I mean, we we can talk a long time on different ones. So, so out there in podcast world, you know, <laughs> don't 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 jump on going. He didn't he didn't mention this one. He didn't mention that one. He didn't talk about this one. So I know there's a lot of them in there. But these are something that just kind of you know point to me a little bit and, and speak to me. These these guys' history, but uh, you know, like Moses. Think about Moses. Yep. Uh, you know, should have should have died. You know, should have died at birth. You know, he got hit. He got hit in the basket and put in the put in the river. And Pharaoh's daughter finds him and and is and raises him up. But what's funny is it's his actual birth mother is the one who gets to be able to raise him. That, but uh, that's yeah, that's pretty mind blowing. That that is oh, such, yeah, that so, is such a cool story. I mean, uh, it is. <laughs> it is. So, but you know, then then he gets kind of you know he 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 murders murders there. You know, he kind of runs off and hides out in the desert. You know, you know, like he's a total failure. But you know, one thing about Moses, he actually got called to, to lead Israel out of out of you know captivity and bondage and everything like that. Even though he got got in trouble and couldn't go into the promised land, Canaan, you know, for for hitting the rock. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but uh, you know, he he used Moses in a in a mighty way. I mean. And just think about Moses. I mean, he even got to go up on the mountain, you know, and be in the presence of God. Yeah. You know, and, and you what, know, what, so did, what did he bring down from that mountain? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> he, he brought he brought the you know, Ten Commandments down. He brought the law down. He brought from, the law, from, yeah. But, but, but he threw it down on the ground and broke and broke them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they, they were because they got 
as people do. They got I was like, well, he's been up there forever, forty days in prison with God, uh, Almighty God. But now we're we're getting let's take all of our gold and melt it, make a calf out of a golden calf out of it. Let's make <laughs> a, a, an image that you made, and we're gonna we're gonna worship that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, oh but, yeah, uh, it makes a ton of sense. <laughs> I'm telling you. So you know, God calls him back up, and this time Moses has to carve those tablets, carve the carve those commandments in that tablet. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, he didn't so, have it done for him that time. Oh yeah, so you're talking about you're talking about a man who who was really an ordinary man, should have died, should have died at birth, you know. So you know, but here here he was, you know, that God used him and done extraordinary things through him. Uh, for you know, leading the people, you know, leading the people out, you know, having the having the Ten Commandments. So I mean, you you got you, you know, it's pretty pretty neat when you look at that because, it, and I'm just talking about me as an example. I a lot of times I think, well, I wish I could have been like Moses, or I could be like this one, or I could be like that one. And I, but then he he'll lay it on me. He'll be like, I create them. Just like I created you, they they weren't really anything more special. But it just had they they had to be there in the time frame that he could use them in the Bible. And he was like, I can use you the same way if you'll let me. Yeah, and, you know. So he's convicted me several times on that, trying to be a oh poor little Ron excuse. And uh, you know, kind of Moses said, you know, how am I going to go tell him? I, I can't even speak very good. Well, take your brother Aaron with you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. And he said, well, take him with you, and then. uh you know, and I'll I'll have uh, I'll have it took care of pretty much. Oh, oh yeah, and and another one that comes to my mind is uh, which I, I I love the story of it. And you'll think, well, did he really do extraordinary? Did it, did God really use him to do an extraordinary thing? Noah, think about Noah. Uh-huh. You know, so you know here Noah is on on the on this old earth. You know, he's just trying to be a good good guy, good man. You know, being God, the man doing what God have you do. You know, you know, but. He preached for 120 years. Yeah, that's that's insane. Telling people that that God was going to flood the earth, and God gives him the, the measurements how he wants this ark built. We're talking about it in a time frame where it hadn't even ever had ever rained on earth, and now God's telling him, "Hey, I need you to build a boat, a big old boat." Which there and, was uh, really no need for a boat, you know. When it right, come, I mean, you know when it come to that. Well, let's think about this. You talking about Noah? You know, he, he, I'm sure in that day and time, I mean, you took care of the ground. I mean, because at that time frame, you know, you, you know, was, a lot of times they were thinking, you know, their, you know, animal was unclean to eat. So yep. it's basically, you know, foods and stuff like that. There were certain, you know, later on you start talking about the different animals and stuff like that you can clean. And we're going to get to that here. And I'll talk about that a little bit too with Noah. But, you know, so you had a guy. God tells him a plan, says, here's what I want you to do. Here's how I want you to build it. Here's what you're going to make it out of. Here's the length. Here's the width. Here's the height. Here's what you're going to do. Ain't that crazy? And, then, and Noah, I mean, he was the first boat builder, I guess you'd say. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's, that's so, so, you know, which is kind of neat to me, you know, because I'm in boats. I'm, I'm big and I'm a big fan of boats. So, you know, here he goes. He preaches 120 years telling people it's going to flood on earth and, and what's amazing is that there was only a total of eight people who ended up getting saved. That was Noah and his wife and his three and his three sons and their wives. So, which is which is crazy. And then you start re- you start researching that out and you start seeing that part of the lineage of Abraham, all, all that kind. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Noah 
is when God was telling him to put the animals on on there, he he told him like two of this kind and of the clean two of two of each of the clean beast and then seven of the unclean beast. So you think yeah, so so it was kinda of weird in that sense when you start talking about that. So I may have I may have put that backwards there, but <laughs> but but it was kinda of neat how he how he had it had it had a plan there that, you know, he was always gonna have food. Mm-hmm. God made word that they wouldn't run out of food. They was always going to have their grain, whatever they needed. Plus, you know, how to take care of themselves while they while the earth was going to be flooded. Now, so I thought, now when it said like, okay, so this this is me um, just thinking, you know, out loud. But when it says the earth is flooded, from from what uh-huh. from what I gather, there was no there was no land that was not no land. water. No land, none. Huh? Yes. See that, and that that's kind of, and that just is that not just mind blowing to think about that? Because oh, yeah, you sit back and think, and look, yeah. I mean, look at all the, uh, look at all the mountain ranges. Uh, look at all, um, just, I mean, just look at everything that there <laughs> water would have had to been over, you know, and and it was Mount Everest, you know, whatever, you know, it just it was over, and it, that is just absolutely mind blowing to me. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it, and it was, uh, you know, and the the other neat thing about it is, is when it says, uh, you know, once he was to get everything on there, you know, it says uh, in uh, Genesis 7, it says, of every clean beast, I shall take take thee by seven. So on the clean beast, you put, he took seven, the male and his female, and of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and female. So see, of the clean, of the clean animals, he was providing food, you know, for yourself. So he was providing a way. But that way you'd have the clean animals to, you know, he wouldn't have to do anything against the laws or anything like that, so, which is pretty cool. <laughs> that, that is neat. That, that's really neat. Of, of what he commanded and stuff. But uh, the neat thing about Noah, too, is, like I said, you know, here he is, an ordinary man who was given an extraordinary thing to do that God used done an extraordinary thing for him, uh, building the ark. But then also it says, God shut the door. Yeah, that 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 part's pretty awesome in itself. That is that but, is really cool. But yeah, you know, so so you think, and to me, the ark in itself is an extraordinary thing that that God used Noah to do. Because I mean, like I said, time frame had never rained, and um, you you had this boat ship that's big enough to handle, even though you, you start breaking down the times and all this, that, and the other stuff like that. You know, he didn't take all the animals, but there mm-hmm. was a lot of animals on there. Plus, you got to figure his provisions, his family's provision, uh, a way of being able to take care of waste, you know, bedding. I mean, it, he was, it was basically going to be a a big home on the water, so you still had to take care of the hygiene and stuff like that. So, you know. You know Not but, only was he the first <laughs> to build a boat, he was the first to build a houseboat. There you go, <laughs> and and had a way for for all the animals to be to be kept together without eating each other or them all dying. Yeah, it's you know, a, that's you, just you so take cool. You take something to shut up for over forty days like that. You know, that's that's pretty amazing to be able to do something like that. I'll so, be yeah, with you. I'm sure them. I, I'm I'm sure some animals were getting hungry seeing them other ones too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the lions, the, the old saying, the lion, the lamb, yeah, that, which is, well, we won't get into that, but, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, I'm sure there, there was none of that going on. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think so either. I just wonder how many fights he had to break up in those 40 days. 
There you, there you go. There you go. But uh, but uh, but another one is is of course I just I just love the the whole backstory and history of it when you start reading first first and second thing on first second Kings is uh David. David. You start reading about, yes. Oh yeah, King I David. love David. But uh, in a song that Captain Crown does, you know, nobody the song nobody, you know, it says you know there's a there's a saying in there it says you know says you you use someone who took a rock to a sword fight talking about David how he took Goliath down you know yep so you know we're talking about a shepherd boy how, you know, how yes, big do you was, think Goliath was Dad oh they were giants so I mean I mean are, are, are we talking giants as in Shaquille O'Neal or are we talking giants and giants I'm thinking probably bigger than old Shaq Shaq's a big old boy but I'm thinking as far as David Goliath it was much bigger than that because you know they were talking about the sword you know the you know, even, you know, even Jack can hold a sword that me and you could probably pick up. We're talking about well, a yeah. glass of a sword that not even humans could pick up. You know, not normal guys couldn't even pick up. So, yeah, that's that's insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. So you take a shepherd boy who's out there tending to, to sheep and everything like that. You know, he's you know talking about him taking taking down lions and bears and stuff like that. So you know, he David wasn't scared. But the thing about David, you know, even though he was a shepherd. You know, he could sing. He had to get to be able to sing and stuff like that too. And it says he's from what the Bible says. You know, he's probably he was a good-looking guy. So, but uh, but the Bible says, you know, he's a man after God's own heart about King David. But yep. you know, and the extraordinary the extraordinary thing that God was able to do through him is, of course, the Goliath. The story, you know, about you know God allowed him to slay Goliath. You know, something that he shouldn't have ever even been able to do because especially with what he had. Well, they tried to put the armor on him. He couldn't even. He couldn't stand up with the armor on. So he's just like, "Nah, y'all, y'all, y'all keep this armor. He, let me run out here, walk out here, and pick me up three rocks, and and I'll take you with the first one." So, and if, if <laughs> so I'm like, mistaken, um, Goliath had all the armor on, correct? And he hit oh, him yeah, just. He had everything. Yeah, he, he, and he hit him just right, right dead in the forehead, wasn't it? So, oh yeah. So God, God done some extraordinary stuff through David, you know. So you look at that. You know, David messed up. We know about the book of Sheba and stuff like that, and him, him and having his her husband killed and all that stuff. But you know, he, he was still he was still a king that was looked favorable upon because the king prior to him saw, you know, that he he wasn't he wasn't a very good king. So yeah. and then of course, where it says you know you King David that uh, the Messiah was going to come through his lineage. So you know Jesus came through David's lineage. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty extraordinary. If you ask me that, <laughs> that is cool. And, and I think of whenever, like, I think of David not being some kind of huge guy himself. Like, I know he's not no giant, but I think that David was just an ordinary man walking upon, you know, walking amongst everybody. And and you know, to be able to do that, I'd say that you know that. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. I, I know the story, obviously. I know, um, you know, all there is to know about that. But one thing I do not know about the story is how many people was there during this? How many people on Earth? No, no, no. I mean, like, how many people seen this happen? Well, you you seen both armies. Say what? You know, you had both armies there that yeah. all this happened. Well, see, and, and that's so, what, I, you know, you, you had the both armies, so I didn't know if, if it was just like all of a sudden, you know, all of them were just kind of standing there or, or what happened, and he just kind of walks up and is like, well, here we are. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. They were trying, they were preparing him for battle by trying to put all the armor and stuff on him, but he was such a 
small guy at this time, young young man. Yeah. That he couldn't even he couldn't even wear the armor. So <laughs> so so yeah, you know, here he goes. He's like, now y'all you all keep all this, and he's like, I'll do this on my own. So as he was as he, as he was walking out, I'm sure you know, other than his brother, you know, because his you know about his brother was going to go, but you know, but instead of that. You know, maybe yeah, people was probably trying to laugh at him. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. Oh, like, no doubt at all. Like you, so, you actually think that you're going to do something about this? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to do what? <laughs> yeah, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, now, because yeah. Now what? Now, did he end up picking up his sword? Yeah, he took he, he took uh, Goliath's head off with his own sword. Yeah, but see, and and how it says, not a normal, no no normal human could could pick that sword up. That, that and that's another that's another thing that he used him with, you know. Right, right. So, so I mean, it's, yeah. It's, so I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a pretty amazing when you start thinking about that. Yes, it is. <laughs> so you got anybody else? Because I do have quite a, quite a question for you. Okay, well, I've got I've got some more, but what's your question? Okay, so this is just uh, this is just random, and it, I, it just kind of come to me as uh, we were talking about all this, and um, if the Bible was still being wrote today, okay, do you think okay. that Billy Graham w- uh, would have a say so in it? <laughs> That's an interesting question. You know, I, uh, you know, I, and it's just I know it's completely random. I know that there's no way ever knowing, but I think that he was. Oh. I think that he was an extraordinary man. I think that I think that God used him in in many uh, many ways. Oh, he did. He did. He, he did. I mean, as far as I know, as an evangelist, you know, uh, after you know after the church had been started, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess if if, he, if Billy was back in the in the Bible, in the in the those those time frames, and I'm sure he he would have been used in, in a way like that. But it's, it just like seems saying, like you know, Billy Billy Graham just had you know had that kind of faith, you know, and yeah, and, and to where yeah, and and there were so many people to listen to that man, you know, and I just think that's uh, I think that you know whenever he spoke, he had that kind of power, um, you know, and and. From that power, I'm you know he got that power from the Lord, and and I truly believe that. But I just think that oh, you know, oh, yeah. you know, in today's time, I think that he was one of the most special you know people when it comes to like because if if you think about an evangelist, you, you know, you, you think about Billy Graham. In in my opinion, oh yeah, I mean Billy Graham, you know, we won't put a whole lot on man, yeah. uh, but you know, because then he wouldn't want you to, he wouldn't want you to either. But Billy Graham, I I, I thought. I think highly of Billy Graham. I, I like I like Billy Graham. I think he spoke, he preached truth and spoke truth. And but but yes, God used him in a mighty way, mm-hmm. not just through the just through the crusades and stuff like that, but through Billy, you know, God using Billy, it allowed a lot of doors to be open in a lot of different areas of the country uh, to be able to present the gospel. I mean, he he got to go to places first that nobody was even allowed to go preach in. Uh, you know, he's he's had the he's had the ear of many presidents. I mean, so yeah. you know, he was he, <laughs> yeah, that, he, yeah, he gave nice. good counsel. He gave good counsel to a lot of presidents. So when you think of it that way, but uh, 
but he he was first to tell you he was just a man. Yeah. And, and that's the that's the neat thing about if you ever get to go up to the Billy Graham Library and get to go through his. I want to go to that so like bad. That. <laughs> it's very, it's very neat. You get to see a lot of the history and a lot of the things that he was he, that God used him to be able to break down barriers and open doors for the gospel being preached. And you see a lot of memorabilia and a lot of stuff that you know that was kept from places he went to and stuff like that. And it's like even a even a check from one of the presidents. I don't remember which one it was at the moment, but like it was like a five dollar check that <laughs> that uh, he had asked. He he paid Billy back because that one of the crusades. He asked Billy if he had if he had some money to give an offering. So, <laughs> so oh, you know, wow. I thought it was pretty new. That is <laughs> Billy Graham, instead of just cashing the check, Billy Graham just kept the, kept the, kept the check. You right. know, well, so I'll be honest with you, I think I'd have done the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, he turned around, and one of the things they asked Billy Graham once he got to go through it, he said, what do you what do you think about the library? He said, too much Billy, not enough Jesus. So I oh, thought that, you know, cool. I, that speaks to the testament of him. You know, he didn't want anybody to see Billy. He wants everybody to he wants everybody to see Jesus. If they go through the Billy Graham Library, he don't want to see Billy. He wants to see Christ. So, yeah. So that's and and I, I really yeah. like that. And that's what I'm saying. That's kind of where this question come about. I know that we, we spent a couple minutes on it and stuff. But I truly believe, you know, I, I know that you're a Billy Graham fan. I, I know that, you know, uh, you know, you're a fan of, how, you know, his works and everything. And, and I, I do, in, in my personal opinion, believe that the Lord used him in many, many different ways. Um, just, oh, yeah. it, it's just, I just believe that if, if he was alive back, you know, when, when the Bible was being, you know, written and, and everything like that, I, I truly believe that he would, he would at least have a, have a, have a spot in it. I, I think that he, he just kind of had that kind of faith. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. And, and, and even his wife, I mean, he, he puts a lot of credit to his wife, Ruth. I mean, she was the, she was the rock of that, rock of that, you know, she was the, so, you know, it, it was, he, he knew he couldn't do it alone. So, I mean, he, he'd give her a lot of praise. That's awesome. So, for, for, for being who she was and, and the situation and stuff like that. And, and he's got a good family. He's got a good family. And he's got kids that were wayward kids and, and rebellious and, and went away from it and everything like that. But, you know, but, you know, back to the verses, that's kind of a child away that he goes. They won't depart from it. You may. You may run away from a little bit, but you may be a prodigal son, prodigal child, or whatever. But you're gonna come back. Yeah, God's yeah. gonna bring you back. So that's the truth. And then like Franklin Graham, Franklin Graham, he kind of he's kind of over everything now, and he he does a good job. I, I like Franklin, and, and he's not he's not Billy, but you know he does he does a good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite quotes uh, from Billy Graham is, uh, the "Are you one, there? Yeah, can you hear me?" Yeah. I oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I I, I, well, I think that I had my hand over the uh, the mic. Uh, we're on the mic on the phone anyway. But anyway, what I was what I was oh, saying is uh, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from uh, Billy Graham is the one that always said it, where it says, "My home is in heaven. I'm just traveling through this world." I think that's so cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he wrote a book, you know, uh, Journey. I think is the actual name of it, and you know that's. That's a good book to read. It talks about your journey here on earth. You know, that, he talks about that, that quotes in there. You know, that he he just he just he was just passing through here, so <laughs> just passing through, just, just just waiting, just waiting, telling people. And what, what's that? Um, what is that casting crown song? Um, the one, the one that you had just explained earlier. Oh, nobody. Yes, I, isn't it? Doesn't it go like I'm just I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a nobody 
trying to tell you about somebody. Yeah, they're yeah. So it, yeah, catch that. They're, they're good. It, yeah, I was trying to think of the whole way somebody was flying out of the finger, but anyway. But yeah, I think it's, uh, it's pretty neat. So, you know, he talks about, you know, you know, David talking about David, you, you know, you took one that took a rock to a sword fight. And he talks about, <laughs> yes. he said you, said you picked 12 outsiders that nobody would have chosen and you changed the world, you know, talking yep. about the disciples. So, so yeah. So, yeah, that's so, neat. yeah. Basically, you know, I'm nothing. You know, so if the devil's ever telling you who do you think you are, I'm just a nobody. Yep. Here to tell you about somebody. <laughs> so, yep, I'm just a nobody trying to tell. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, yeah, I do. I like that song a lot too. I actually heard that today. I think on on the way up. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, it might not have been today. It might have been yesterday. But yeah, I heard that song and I was like, man, that's a, that's a good one. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Hey. And, and like I said, not to spit on anybody, but yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, they 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 sing. Their their songs are are deep in the Bible verses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, it starts out says, "Why have you ever cho- why you ever chosen me?" Has always been a mystery. All my life, I've been told I belong at the end of the line with all the other not quite. But I'll never get it right. But it turns out they're, they're the ones you were looking for all this time. So, you know, basically talking about the ordinary people. Yep. <laughs> and, of course, it, that verse. It kind of runs into exactly what we're talking about today, you know. Yeah. And like I said, the part we get, I keep getting mixed up on. So because I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Nobody but, yeah, he talks about much. Yeah, and then it goes on there, the parts I like is this, which has actually kind of brought this about. This song actually brought what we're talking about here today uh, about, actually, because, you know, talking about the ordinary people, what he's what he done extraordinary things through. Yep. But it says, Mo- it says Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. And it says, you picked 12 <laughs> outsiders, nobody would have chosen him to change the world. And it says, you know, the moral of the story, everybody's got a purpose. So yep. when I hear the devil start talking to me, saying, who do you think you are? I just say I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody. So, so that that was that was kind of the the background behind the, the what I wanted to do today. Anyway, so I'll tell you, yeah. that actually that song ties in perfectly to, to today. I mean, I know that you kind of got for, to you know today's you know uh, topic and stuff from that song, but man, it right. it, it really does. It, it fits it just fine, don't it? Because like you said, their their songs and stuff. It's a lot of it's Bible based and. And stuff like that, you know. I know that a lot of people. Um, I know that when it comes to contemporary Christian music and stuff like that, some people like it, some people don't, and you know it is what it is. But man, I tell you what, if you was just to if you was just to read the words and not even sing the words, I think you know I think that you could get something good from it. Oh, you can. And Mark Hall, he's a good he's a good guy too. I, I like him a lot. You know, I try to put people on pedestal or anything like that, but. You hear his testimony and his background about the other guy who's dyslexic and everything like that, who can who God has given him a great talent through music and mm-hmm. and and he's over a youth ministry and stuff like that. So I thought, you know, he he, he uses the ordinary, the people that you wouldn't think can get things done. You know, let's talk about Mary. I mean, look at Jesus. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. You know, you take this little girl. And then you have Gabriel who comes and tells her that, hey, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be with you're gonna be with child. You're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna you know through the Holy Spirit. You're gonna be with child. You know, you're, God God is uh, gonna gonna basically come and 
through you in, in the human form on earth through, yep. you know, through Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, you know, a virgin. I'm, yeah, as a virgin. So, you know, t- let's take an ordinary lady here and don't tell me she could didn't do something extraordinary. God didn't do something extraordinary through her. Yeah. Why um, he did so and you notice whenever you know you notice whenever Jesus was you know uh, crucified, you know he he did tell somebody to take care of his mama, you know and John, and, you know that's what I'm saying is you know it, it's not like it, I mean even to the day that that he died, you know his his mom was still. You know his mom, and and I find that just I find that so interesting that you know she she was just like you said, just an ordinary person. But man, did she did she not you know get the the good end of the stick on that? I mean, that's awesome. Well, we'll think about it for John right there, the disciple John, which you know he said he he titled the one whom 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 Jesus loved. You know, he's mm-hmm. the beloved disciple. So let's, let's think of that. He's the only disciple at the at the foot of the cross with three Marys. Uh, you know, and Jesus looks down and says, "One behold thy son, son behold thy mother." Yeah. Now we're talking about we're talking about a lady that were that bore the 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 savior of the world. She she was able to she born the savior of the world in you know being the mom, God's mm-hmm. father. But uh, here's the time where we know that you know his stepdad, you know. <laughs> he, yep. Joseph Joseph evidently passed away at this time because you know he would have had, she would have had her husband to take care of her. Yeah, but she also he, she had other sons. Jesus had brothers. Yep. who did not believe, who were not believers. So instead of having here he is the eldest, instead of telling one of his younger brothers to take care of mom, he looks at John, the the, the beloved disciple, and says, basically, take care of my mom. And man, I tell you what, is that is that not one of the biggest co- compliments you could have from <laughs> from the man? Well, how extraordinary, how extraordinary is that? You know, here you are now getting to be the caretaker who who John took her and moved her in with him. So you know, this this is you know that, that's that's getting you know God's doing something extraordinary through her through him to allow him to be you know the Messiah <laughs> the Messiah's mom and yeah. you get to take care of her. <laughs> so. that, that is so cool. Uh, now. How old now? Do you do you know by chance how old Mary was whenever uh, whenever um, Jesus was born? Uh, yeah, I was trying to remember how how old she was. She was she was just she was young. Yeah, you know, we're talking about a fifteen fifteen year old girl. Probably. So that's what I was wondering. You know, she was still probably in pretty good health. Uh, all in all, when when Jesus was crucified. Oh yeah, well you think about it, Jesus is only thirty three years old. Yeah, so that puts her at what, forty forty eight? Be about she she'd be young, you know, she'd be no older than me. So say that's so, so you know, she should have some life to her. And yeah. that's the thing about John, you know, John kinda went off the scene there a little bit. You know, yes, he was in the act and there and stuff like that when they started the church, but for the most part he you know, until he was later on you didn't hear about much of his ministry and he didn't write his portion. <clears throat> until later on, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of it there was, uh, you know, the revelation, you know, that he was in he was in jail on the Isle of Patmos when he wrote that. So, so it's, yeah, it's, and there again, you know, how he used ordinary people to do extraordinary things. You know, you got one, and people, you know, a lot of times when you look at it, the followers of Christ were, uh, they didn't live an easy life. No, they didn't. As, no, they didn't. Peter, you know, Peter, John, all of them have been in jail, Paul, you know, several times in jail, shipwrecked. <laughs> so, 
bit by a snake, you know. So, so Paul, you know, Paul, we, I would talk about Paul being extraordinary and doing extraordinary things there. And yes, there's no doubt that he did some extraordinary stuff. But Paul was a very educated man and and everything too. So, but you know, he definitely changed Paul's world for oh, the yeah. better. Oh yeah. But when you talk about Peter and Andrew and those guys, all you and all those, and you start thinking about all those guys, they, you know, they were just good old, just good old boys that worked hard. You know, they got called. You know, they said, you know, Jesus came to them and said, "Follow me." And the crazy thing is, they give up everything to follow him. You know, everything, like, yeah. Here you go, here you go, Dad. You keep on fishing. I'm out. Yeah, I had no idea what this guy wants me to follow him for, but I'm out of here. He said so. to follow me. So, and you know, you know, sitting back, their family's thinking, "What in the world are they thinking?" Yeah. Well, well, Peter's dad probably didn't because he was like, "It's nothing new for Peter." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "I, uh, I, I kind of figured that was coming." That old part, hard-headed Peter. So no, doesn't doesn't surprise me a bit. But when you think about Peter, you know, there's one that's quick to anger. So, you know. He's chopping ears off, and Jesus putting them back on the soldier's ear, and that's pretty neat in itself too. When you think about that, that is neat. Because I mean, <laughs> because Jesus was saying, "No, I, I I came here to die." You know, I came I came to die. Yeah. So that's what he told me. You know, Do you not know I got a legion of angels that come and keep come and stop this right now? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty powerful thing to say. That you know, oh, yeah. if I really wanted this stopped, I could stop it. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then, and two, you know, you now he, he, you know, I've said it many times. You know, Peter was used to 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 really start the church. I mean, he was the first one to, you know, preach the message after Pentecost and everything like that. So you know, and then he was used to uh, to go to the Gentiles. You know, he he used him to go to the Gentiles first. You know, the the soldier and everything like that. So and then of course you know, you know. He had to get he still, even though he was still being taught lessons. <laughs> but but he was he was still used to to get the church going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it and like you said, it, it does go back to you know just just I mean absolutely being ordinary people. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Peter wasn't a very educated man or anything like that. But that's the great thing. That's the great thing about being a follower of Christ. And if you're in His Word and studying His Word. Your language changes because that's what they said. You know, they could tell that Peter had been with Jesus. You know, they could tell yeah. that the disciples had been with Jesus because of the way they spoke. It said so they'd been, even though they were uneducated. You know, because the Bible said, you know, it talks about you know these are uneducated people. Or, you know, where did they get this? You know, so they spent enough time with Jesus and His Word because He brought the living Word with him. He was He was the Word. He, he was the Word. Yep. So. He, you know, he, he gave them the words to pin down. So, so you know, it was his, his, his read the red, red letters. That's all I like Dave. Yep. Read, but, uh, read the, yeah. And I, we've already uh, talked about this before in the, you know, before in the podcast is, you know, the red, the red letters, uh, pretty much stick out to me. Uh, anytime I see the oh, red yeah. letters, I'm just like, Oh, I'm, I kind of paid a little bit more attention than what I do to the others. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. That, you know, the red letters, I challenge everybody to just go through and, just go through the gospels and just read the red letter parts. That's that's uh, if that doesn't stir something inside of you, then then something's wrong with you. That, that <laughs> so, is the truth. But, but it doesn't mean you're going. But by reading it, that makes you perfect. Doesn't mean you know, doesn't mean you're going to be 
you're doing everything he tells you exactly the way it is. No, I still mess up. Still, still mess up and call myself dumb. You know, you be yeah. dummy why you do that. You be dummy why you got to talk like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, so so we still in the flesh will still struggle, but you know, thank goodness for his 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 grace and his mercy upon us. So yeah, exactly. Well, we're about 35 minutes deep into this one. Do you got any more? Uh, well, actually 36 in, in this uh, segment of it. Do you have anything else um, you want to add to it? Do you want to uh, – do you have anybody anybody else that you want to, you know, to uh, join no, in? No, that was kind of – I mean, there's, there's several that I know oh, yeah. that I didn't talk about. I mean, we, didn't, we didn't get into – we didn't get – didn't even talk about Abraham and Sarah and how he, you know, had – you know, Sarah wasn't even supposed to have children. Had children at the age, old age that she was at. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know that's pretty extraordinary. That you know, ordinary people again. I think so. it's pretty extraordinary that you know Jesus uh, or God, you know, was allowed uh, allowed somebody to live over nine hundred years. I'm just you know getting that out there too. Oh yeah, Methuselah. <laughs> and, uh, well, Noah, how long Noah? Uh, um, Noah lived a long time too. But a lot of guys did. <laughs> yeah, that's well. Yeah, that's the truth. But man, is okay. that not is that not insane? You know. Just, oh, it's been, just wow. Live that long? Could you imagine living that way? What's funny is we think nine hundred sixty years is a long time, but once once we get into eternity, which we won't have, we won't be bound by time anymore. We won't, won't even know what time of, is. Yeah. We won't. We won't think of the times of twelve hour days, twelve hours, twenty twelve hour nights, twenty four hour days. So. So that'll that'll all be behind us anyway. I'd say I'd say uh, nine hundred and sixty would probably go pretty good, pretty uh, pretty quick when you're having a good time. <laughs> there you go. That's right. So, <laughs> but yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of those guys in the Bible there that you know that we didn't didn't even didn't even touch on. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. But you know, there's always the next podcast. Always the next podcast. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think off the top of my head some of them. You know, you know, like. You get into prophets and stuff like that, and you you think about those guys. Yeah, they were brought up to, you know, in the in the priesthood lineage and stuff like that. But you know, for the most part, still still ordinary guys. And I think of some of the things Ezekiel is one that comes to mind. You know, the the things that he had, even though he was a mouthpiece for God and was a prophet and telling these people what was going to happen, the things that he had to go through and do. And say to the people, I'm thinking, man, you know, to, to do the thing, to do some of those things, you're going, that's, you know, that's a hard thing, boy. But I will say, it goes back to you to be obedient to God, or He takes you out, and once you're, you're obedient to God, you got to worry about other, other people going to kill me. <laughs> that is the truth. But like, like I was saying, it all goes back to that verse, Philippians four oh, thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all things. That's right. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, as long as long as you got, you know, as long as you got Christ, as long as you got Him on your side, I, you know, you, you, it's just like just walk walk through whatever valley you want to walk through. But he, you know, He's there. Oh yeah, and like you all talked about last week, and uh, Jake Kidd there talking about Job. Yeah, Job is Job is Job is a book. It's just a. Just amazing to me. I mean, oh, yes. you need to, everybody needs to go read through Job. Just read the whole book of Job. And yes, even though God allowed Satan to touch him and to, to, to take things away from him and stuff like that, and then just to hear the account of you know that even his wife, you know, the person that's got, that you that you would hope would stand behind you through everything and, and be there for you to be the comforter for you in all. 
It's sitting there telling him, like, are you, just, are you not going to turn your back now? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't you just curse God and die? Yeah. But, you know, and then, but even even Job, you know, even the, the part there I love about him is in chapter 40, I believe it is, of Job. But he goes on to, he goes on and, and, and basically challenges God, uh, you know, and, and, and kind of goes at him a little. I won't say go at him, but, yeah, well, you yeah, know, he yeah. goes. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it says, uh, it says, you know, because in the 39 there, you know, he's kind of talking about Job was kind of contending with him, you know, different things. And and God just kind of comes back and says, you know, talk, God talked about creating life and, you know, God created the earth. It's not the wonders work. So, you know, says, you know, wonders work. says, then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, you know, who is this that darkest darkness counseled by words without knowledge? You know, so he's basically going and saying, you know, you, you, you're coming to me without all this knowledge, and, you know. <laughs> so, when so, when you, you're coming to me, you know, you're coming to me, the guy that, that created it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, because you get through those in the 30, in the 30s there, and it runs into 40, and 40, chapter, chapter 40 of Job, the first few verses, I, I love, I just love how it was presented in that, and I think, man. <laughs> and you know, so it makes me think this a lot of times. Says, moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, "Shall he that contendeth with the Almighty instruct him?" So basically, you're going to instruct the Creator. <laughs> I've done told you about all I've created and everything that I've done. You're going to instruct me. And it says, "He that reproved the God, let him answer it." Then Job answered the Lord and said, "Behold, I am foul. What shall I answer thee? I will lay my hand upon my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer it." But I will not answer yea twice, but I will I will proceed no further. <laughs> so, <laughs> he says so then, he says, Yep, you're right. <laughs> yep, I'm not I'll not say another thing. But then he goes, you know, God goes on and just lays in there, you know, he says, Then answered the Lord unto Job out of the world and says, Gird up your loins now like a man. I will demand I demanded of you. So now you know, now you come you challenge me, so now here I'm telling you, gird yourself up, be a man. Yep. You know, don't lay says, down now. Oh oh yeah. Says, will thou also sit down on my judgment? Will thou condemn me that thou mayest be righteous? Hast thou, do you have an arm like God? Can you thunder with a voice like <laughs> me? Like me, basically, you know. Talk you about making you feel small. Oh, I'm just like <laughs> to bring you to him, and he goes on to now behold, behold now behemoth which I made with thee. He eats the grass as an ox. Lo, now he is strengthened in his loins and his horses and the navel is his belly. He moveth his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his stones are wrapped together. His bones are as strong as pieces of brass. His bones are like bars of iron. He is the chief of the chief of the ways of God. He that made him can make his sword approach unto him. So you know he was talking about basically behemoth. When you when you think about behemoth and you start looking at the way he describes it here, mm-hmm. we could be talking about we could be talking about dinosaur times. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. One of the big mm-hmm. animals out in the dinosaurs, you know, the plant eaters that would eat the trees and stuff like that. How long they were, the tails. Yep. And the mighty the mighty legs that they had. You start thinking about that and he was like, I tame and you know, I tamed I tamed him, I made him, I created him, I can tame him. And then it talks about, you know, Leviathan, the 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 the, the beast of the sea. So you you know, you think about all that and you're like, Wow You know, but Job ain't, ain't it cool though. But Job was restored tenfold yep. itself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know <laughs> how extraordinary is that, you know. He may, a, he may have let a, him go through all that, but man, did he not get paid back for it? 
Oh, he did, but you know the, the great thing is Joe 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 hung in there. He was he was a godly man, and that you know wasn't they didn't mean he was a perfect man, but you know he was a godly man. You know, and but his downfall was he let his buddies and his wife and everything kind of kind of get the better of him. Like mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't take that much for me to open you know get aggravated and open my mouth. And but when I read those words, the way Joe, I thought, "Hey Lord, let me just let me keep my mouth shut." And <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep my I'm head not down. You on anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to keep my head down <laughs> and keep on walking. Oh yeah, oh that was kind of that kind of the Job's a little special to me there and that too because he kind of. He kind of ministered to me, and he, he kind of healed me a little bit in Joe, uh, you know, because of the death of Dad. So, yeah, exactly. You know, so that makes me a little emotional to think about that. But, uh, but yeah, you know, because you question why. You do. You know, you but, do. So, you know, I, you know, he brought me to Joe, and I thought, there you go. And that's your wife. I'm not question. You create, you take it, you know. It, it's not for me to know the reasons why, but, you know, it's, he says, you know, basically, it was like, you know, here, here, here's the reasons, you know, you know, you going to contend with me? Nope. <laughs> so, no, no, actually, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good, you know. But, <laughs> but you know, he, but he healed, he healed me through that. So that was, yeah. what, that was what was pretty cool about it. But yeah, that, that, like I said, I could, we could, we could talk about a bunch more. But yeah, sometimes it was like the chokes. If I, you get me on the Bible, sometimes I'll, I'll get it, but. I go into something else and go on a go on a Bible rant. Hey, well, just, that's all right because of, you know it's just full of awesome stuff. And, it is, and there's life in it, there's power in it. And, and I'll be honest with you, this is just a podcast. We can talk as long as we really want to. You know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I think I think you covered the mic up again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just said that. Uh, I said this is just a podcast. I said we can just talk as however long we want to. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> But but, that's all right. Well, we'll that's just all yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. That'll be our one for. Uh, it'll drop tomorrow morning. Um, you know, I, I I do go back and listen to them. You know, I try to go back and listen to them just to make sure you know the sounds right. But man, whenever I get into listening to them, I'll sit there and listen to the whole thing. <laughs> there, oh yeah, I listen to them all the way through and everything. Just just try to see where I see where I need to be better because yeah. it's like on the last one that we did over the phone Seth says I said I can't remember what the phrase was uh, she was like she was like you said that a million times she was like oh gee you drove me crazy you said it so many times I was like that's the problem I have when I speak to people but I can't see them when I can't see them I yes. get that my, my nervous twitch kicks in. I'll be honest <laughs> it is so much harder sitting here with with you being at home you know just not not right in front of me talking but I, I get the same way. I, I look, um, I listen back to it, and I'll cringe sometimes. I'm like, man, just get it out, Jordan. <laughs> That's right. I, I get more tongue-tied when <laughs> I can't look at you and I can't see you. Oh, I'm the same way. I, I can't read the facial expression. I can't, you know, can't, can't see if, uh, like if you've got a question in there, we're to shut it off because – I do because uh, you know, I can kind of give you like the, the the finger, like just like, hey, hey, hang on a second, I got something to say. But yeah, on here, you right, just kinda, right. I just got to kind of chime in. You just got to jump in there because yeah, I'll continue to roll on. But yeah, uh, Steph tells me I don't know when to shut up. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're just gonna do we're just gonna end it right there, and that's how that's how it's gonna happen. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna end today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all was able to make it through it and if you did hope you got something from it 
Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll, we'll see if it's back to normal or if it's still going to be the different normal. <laughs> so, I hope so. Hopefully, you spring the spring the surprise on them next week. I know, game. I cool. know. We've we've been wanting to do that for a minute now, so I'm hoping that we can uh, hopefully get that done. Either that, we just need to quit talking about it because ever since we talked about it, now we've run into the old devil or whatever. He's he's just been working trying to keep us down. Oh, he ain't keeping <laughs> us down. We're still getting him out there though. That's right. Well, like <laughs> Jesus, he just told, told Peter that time, "Get behind me, Satan." <laughs> that's exactly right. So we're gonna end it up. Thank you all for being here. Hope you had, a, you know, hope you got something from it. Hope you had a good time listening. Um, I know that I always have a good time doing this. And uh, until next time, we'll holler at you. Next time. Yep. <laughs>